0: The show today promises to be outrageous, (laughs) and I do mean rageous because we're talking Christians and road rage. We have the author of the website Christ Against Road Rage, Dr. Leon James, a.k.a. Dr. Driving. He's live from Hawaii this morning where he's a professor of psychology at the University of Hawaii. He has been on just about every TV show, from Dr. Phil to Good Morning America. Dr. James even gave expert testimony on aggressive driving to the House of Representatives in Congress. But today, on the Christian Car Guy show, we're going where no show has gone before. <laughs> Christians and road rage, are you a closet road rager, Mr. Sunday School Teacher, or Ms. Proverbs 31 Woman, or... Mr. Christian (laughs) Carguy, for that matter, is there any help out there? And are you willing? Are you willing to take Dr. Driving's Road Rager test? We're going to give it on the air today. And I have to admit, ashamedly, when I took the test, well, Dr. Driving, it it wasn't pretty.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I confess that that's how I started my career as Dr. Driving, is by recognizing that very same thing in myself.
0: That's, it's, it's a phenomenal thing when you see, you know, and it's an interesting test, which by the way, it's at christiancarguy.com and we're going to go over the test here today. But when you start going down the list, you find, wow, I've go further and further and further down this thing and and I'm seeing myself, but uh, it's an amazing thing. And and we're going to hear your own story today, Dr. Driving, and we'll call you Dr. James because that's officially, uh, you know, he's an author and all sorts of Uh, of wonderful things that you've been able to do in the Lord and helping people to be good Samaritans.
1: I'm happy to share uh, what I have uh, found out myself.
0: Live from Hawaii, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning there this morning, and i got to tell you, you're going to be amazed, and I'm more than amazed at all the help that he has provided through these resources and the practical tips that you're going to learn today if you're like me. And do you find yourself on this road rage test doing things that you, wow, I am the Christian car guy. <laughs> <laughs> what what's up with this? So, But we also have other help today. We see the man here who has the results of this aggressive driving because <laughs> I understand now that they're, 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 uh, they're saying aggressive driving is involved in like 56% of the accidents out there, Jerry. And oh, so, absolutely.
2: And, yeah, like I said, I see the, the negative impact of this when people were involved in those accidents that could have been avoided if they had just had a little bit calmer approach to the whole situation.
0: Right. And and Grace, there's these words that we're going to hear more about today. But we Grace, are, what do you mean?
2: <laughs> Let him in front of me?
0: <laughs> we are live today, and Dr. James is live from Hawaii. So I'm telling you, he got up awful early because it's 5 a.m. there. And so why did he get up? Because he wants to help you with your situation. He wants to help you with... Your questions. So if there's ever a time to call us, this is the morning. We have lines open. We need to hear from you. 866-348-7884. That's 866-34-TRUTH. How do we keep from upsetting folks when we drive the speed limit? Think about that. What do you do if somebody's tailgating you? Here is your chance for help. You call Dr. Driving, 866-348-7884. Eight eight four, and believe me we'll get you lined right up on the show and coming up of course this this whole show is kind of our appraisal by the real black book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding. I don't know what road rage looked, back, looked like back in the days of C.S. Lewis when he wrote Mere Christianity but when I read this passage Monday in the book I immediately went hunting for Christian articles on road rage and here's Here's a passage from Mere Christianity. You might find yourself like I did in the midst of these, <laughs> of these lines. We begin to notice our particular sinful acts, our sinfulness, begin to be alarmed not only about what we do but who we are. This may sound rather difficult, so I'll try to make it clear from my own case. This is C.S. Lewis speaking. When I come to my evening prayers and try to reckon up the sins of the day, nine times out of ten, the most obvious ones are sins against charity. I have sulked or snapped or sneered or snubbed or stormed, and the excuse that immediately springs to my mind is that the provocation was so sudden and unexpected. (laughs) Well, I was caught off my guard. I had not time to collect myself. Not that these may be extenuating circumstances as regard to those particular acts. They would obviously be worse if they'd been delivered and premeditated. But on the other hand, surely what a man does when he has taken off his guard is the best evidence for what sort of a man he is. Surely what pops out before the man has time to put, it on, dis- put on the disguise is the truth. If there are rats in the cellar, you are most likely to see them if you go in very suddenly. But the suddenness doesn't create the rats. It only prevents them from hiding. In the same way, the suddenness of provocation does not make me all, all make me an ill-tempered man. It only shows me what an ill-tempered man I am. The rats are always there in my cellar. But if you go in shouting noisily, they'll have time to take cover before you switch on the light. So, when you think about that passage, doesn't that sound just a little bit like <laughs> road rage? So we can see that C.S. Lewis and I have this much in common. So how do we set this rat trap? And how do we get healing and cleaning? And that's what the whole show is about today. And really, that's what our appraisal by the Real Black Book is all about. Well, Dr. Driving, we already have Alex in Utah. Alex, what's your road rage story? My former husband, God bless
3: his soul,
0: had a
3: road rage issues, and one particular story, he tried to uh, re-challenge the semi in a Ford pickup truck on the LA Highway.
0: Oh, my. And
3: that's where we used to live. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize his anger issues until later. Um So I guess what I'd like to hear from other callers is, road rage, isn't that just a symptomatic maybe of other anger issues that somebody may have or... It could be in their personality, um, because he actually started anger management classes at our church, and it's helped a lot, and uh, and with other people as well, and his family, and and I think road rage, road rage, sorry, was just a, uh, yeah, it it was just another way to vent. Well, that's I just wanted to share that.
0: That's awesome, Alex, and I appreciate your courage in calling in today. What do you think, Doctor James?
3: Well, uh,
1: you know, when when we are enraged, I, I think everybody knows that by uh, self observation, we don't we don't think clearly. Uh, the more we are enraged, uh, the more we we. Go ahead. Yes, the more we think uh, in a way that uh, afterwards we're very surprised at ourselves. Uh, why I thought that way. So simply by self-observation, you will, you will find that road rage is a very, very dangerous mental state, and, and we need to take care of it when it happens.
0: And that's the neat thing about all these resources that you provided, all the writing that you've done. There's so much help out there, especially for Christians.
1: Yes, especially I really like the C.S. Lewis passage that you read, and I just the thoughts I had while I was waiting really were on that miraculously because I I wrote down that I discovered that that driving offers a special opportunity for practicing my conscience and charity. This is what I discovered 20 years ago when my wife told me, Leon, grandmother doesn't think you're a very good driver,
0: <laughs> and I
1: said. Oh, at first I didn't want to answer, but I was driving at the time. And then I said, why does she say that? And so my wife said, well, uh, the way you're driving, it's not according to her liking. You drive too fast. Uh, She sits in the back, and as you take your turns, it's so fast that she's knocked against the door. She has to hold on, and she doesn't like that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I, I was silent. I was thinking, oh, well, what's the big deal? You just hold on a little bit for three seconds. In other words, I was acting like a selfish uh, I was the captain of the ship, and I was arrogant. I was uh, expecting the grandmother, who was 93 years old, the, my wife's grandmother, to to change her way of behaving instead of me as the driver changing my way of behaving and, and accommodating her, the passenger.
0: Wow, so, it's it's a scary thing sometimes when we turn on the lights in our attic. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and, and, and certainly this road rage test that that you give folks uh, will help some folks turn on the lights in in their attics, so to speak. Um, And we're going to give that on the air here coming up in the first segment, I mean, in the second segment, you know, where we'll go through steps one through 12. But the neat thing that I saw as I I went through all your resources, Dr. Um, James, is there is so much, there's so much biblical help but there's so much practical help that I think you're going to be just really awed but how we might really see some modification in behavior through today's show. I'm hoping, aren't you Dr. James?
1: Yes, uh, I I describe a a three-step program and and we can talk about it if you like.
0: Yeah, and that's all coming up. You're going to want to stay tuned. There is a ton of Christian Car Guy show coming up. We are raging today against road rage. (laughs) Give us a call, 866 3-4-Truth.
2: When I'm driving my car, I want to go fast. But there's
3: this slow car, won't let me pass. I flash my lights, I honk my horn. I have to consider him
4: warned. <laughs> I pull up behind him,
0: pull out Welcome to the Christian Car Guys show. Today we're raging against road rage. We've got Dr. Driving, Dr. Leon James here, live from Hawaii to help us out. This morning, and the, and the subject really is Christians in road rage. Those of us who are sufferers, what can we do about it? What are some solutions? But what are your questions on how you might avoid it from aggressive driving from other drivers? What are other things that you can do? We have that resource today. And by the way, it's all at com. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll find some really humorous pictures that I spent a lot of time creating on road rage, <laughs> actually, and... Also, the, uh, you know, are you a road rager test that you can take? Of course, we're going to do that on the air, as well as links to Dr. James and, and Dr. Driving and Jesus, I mean, Christ Against um, Road Rage, all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. And of course, always the Jesus' is Labor Love Program, free labor for single moms and widows across the country, All's there, all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Dr. Driving, what do you say we just go ahead and give the test and see if people find themselves in this list somewhere? What do you think? Yes. All right. Well, the question is, how far down the unchristian road <laughs> do you sometimes allow yourself to go behind the wheel? The majority of drivers that they tested there with the University of Hawaii went as far as level 13. So we, they're numbered. So this is the unfriendly zone, number one. Mentally condemning another driver. Number two, verbally denigrating another driver to passengers in your vehicle. Number three, closing ranks to deny someone entry into your lane because you're frustrated or upset. The hostile zone, starting with number four, giving another driver the evil eye to show your disapproval. Speeding past another car or revving the engine as a sign of disapproval. Number 6 preventing another driver from passing because you're mad. Number 7 tailgating to pressure a driver to go faster or get out of the way. And now guess what? You're already into the violence zone. Number 8 fantasizing <laughs> fantasizing physical violence against another driver. I didn't I never had that one that I remember. <laughs> but honking or yelling at someone, honking maybe yelling honking or yelling at someone through the window to indicate your displeasure. Number 10 Making a visible obscene gesture at another driver. Number 11, using your car to retaliate by making sudden, sudden threatening maneuvers. I think a few of us have done that one, I'm afraid. Number 12, and i got to admit, I've done this one. Pursuing another car because of a provocation or insult. No, that's number 12 folks. You're getting there. You're in the lesser mayhem zone. here. (laughs) Number 13, getting out of the car and engaging in verbal dispute on a street or parking lot. Number 14, carrying a weapon in the car in case of a driving incident. Number 15, deliberately bumping or ramming another car in anger. Number 16, trying to run another car off the road to punish the driver. Number And then we move on to the major mayhem zone. Hopefully we're not talking to anybody here, but I, you know, only by the grace of God go I, I I'm, I'm sure, getting out of the car and beating or battering someone as a result of a road exchange. Number 18, trying to run down someone whose actions angered you. Number 19, shooting in another car. And, of course, number 20, killing someone. Wow, where do you find yourself on that list. And, and there's the question, Jerry, you took the test. What, where, where did you find yourself?
2: I don't know. I mean, I think I've bounced around <laughs> pretty good on that. And, you know, but one thing that'll sort of, uh, put it in perspective is always be aware that somebody, an occupant in that other car may be one that has that weapon. So, I mean, that ought to be a deterrent to, to, to some of the actions you may take, But but we all get caught up in it and carried away. And, for the moment, but I, I think the first caller who mentioned, I mean, I think it's a, a, a trait there, a gene that
0: we need to be aware of. You've got the, Or you've got somebody in your family that has these issues, but you do have, there's some hope in there, Dr. Driving.
1: Yes, because um, I know that happened to me, but it looks like it's impossible. It looks like uh, this is the way I am. Uh, most of us have what I call a a button myth, uh, which means that he pushed my button. It's not my fault. They are the ones. So we attribute the cause of, what, of, of our rage and, and those fantasies, uh, like uh, C.S. Lewis calls the sins of the day. This is what I considered the sins of the day in myself. I saw that. I said, how can I continue being a Christian person and, 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 sh- and have these constant daily sins of the day? This is what made me change.
0: Right and that uh, that's going to lead us right to I think this this three-step self-improvement program that the it, it, it it's you've got a little acronym Dr. Sonny would be proud. <laughs> it's AWM which is assess, witness and modify and I think that's a good place to start isn't it Dr. uh Dr. James?
1: Yes, uh, the AI call acknowledge it does involve assessment but uh the most difficult step of the three is the first acknowledge, one. Acknowledge. You're
0: right. I, I miswrote that. Acknowledge. Yes,
1: acknowledge. Acknowledge is the first step, and most people fail on that first step. And in order to pass that first step, you have to actually uh, confess to yourself that you are a road rager, and uh, it is true that it is part of our society and part of car society. And also part of the natural competitive animal in us, uh, but that's what it is, and so it brings it out, and that's why we have to confess. Most men, especially, deny that they have road rage, no matter how many times it's pointed out to them. Just like alcoholism.
0: Yeah, it's it, and and then it's it is like alcoholism. I I acknowledge this. I can see this in my own behavior. You can trace, and you've got a wonderful worksheet there at your website where you can begin to write down, you know, here's, here's what I'm really doing, here's what I'm really thinking, you know, keeping a, a, a ledger of where you're at.
1: Yes, absolutely. And one technique that really worked for me and a lot of my students who kind of modeled after me to see and, uh, what happens to them, so I know that it works, and that is speak your thoughts out loud. Uh, I, we call it the think aloud method. And this is very uh, useful, and uh, also it works well to bring those thoughts consciously to you. They're all subconscious, automatic, spontaneous, but by speaking them out loud and saying whatever fantasies you have out loud, actually I recorded myself, tape-recorded, and and we all listened to ourselves uh, in in our private rooms because nobody wanted to share the kinds of things we say behind the wheel.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's scriptural even in itself, because when things come out into the light instead of in the darkness, you know, then things, you know, you, you can call your own baby ugly, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, every, there, every minute of traffic uh, is filled with uh, what I called for myself temptations, and these temptations uh, I have to overcome and it really uncovers the negative aspect of my personality that the Lord is expecting me to modify. And so it's a great uh, venue for strengthening your conscience on a daily basis.
0: Wow, this show's gone by too quick. We only got to the A of the AWM, but guess what? You've got the rest of that coming. Special prayers behind the wheels, scripture references, and all sorts of neat Resources you're going to find out today on how you can rage against road raging, but don't forget, that's a great opportunity. You got a question. What do I do with this particular situation? You got Dr. James here today. Call us 866 34 Truth. 866 348 78. Welcome back to this. Christian Carguy edition of Raging Against Road Rage. Here's an example of a letter sent to Dr. James. Hello, my name is James. I have found myself to be very concerned in the manner in which I drive every minute, every day now. My brother Robert of Champaign, Illinois, was involved with road rage on July 3, 1997. During morning rush hour, he was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter and was sentenced to five years in prison. He had caused an accident on the highway that morning that resulted in the death of a 40-year-old woman. She panicked when my brother slammed his brakes on in front of her, causing her to lose control of her vehicle and cross the grass median. She was ejected from her vehicle, not wearing a seatbelt, nonetheless, and killed. What you do, you think that little aggressive thing, you're out of control. You think it may not have some major consequences. You can end up in jail. You can end up hurting somebody badly. Things that You're out of control. Somebody has you confused. And we've got some resources today to try to help you fight that. But one of the things you can do is call in with your question because we have Dr. Driving with us here today, 866-348-7884. And Alex is calling back from Utah. She does have a question. Alex, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning.
3: Hi. My question, if you're with someone who suddenly engages in road rage, and you're the passenger, what can you do? Thank you.
0: Thank you, Alex. What do you say, Dr. James?
3: Yes. When uh,
1: someone is in this mental state which uh, is uh, in, in which the person is unable to think clearly, then logic won't work. Uh, in fact, uh, logic makes the, that person uh, m- even more angry against the, the passenger. So I think the best um, approach in handling the situation is basically hold on to the seat and don't do anything. Don't say anything. And the moment usually is over uh, when, you know, hopefully it's going to be over in a minute, and then you can talk to the person. And when you talk to the person, focus on yourself. Don't focus on, on the driver's behavior, because that's what makes him even more mad by feeling criticized. Okay, so what you need to do is to is to let him know, to share with him how you felt just a minute ago. And usually uh, the driver is in silence because it's considering.
0: Right. That is one like, thing that might work. Wow, I, you know, all that just really, really scared me. I was so terrified with what was going on. That kind of um, of a response, Dr. James?
1: Yes. Exactly, that kind of
0: thing. So that they will come to your rescue almost, so to speak, and say, yeah, that was really stupid on my part, and hopefully you can have a frank discussion from a, a great opening like that. Well, one of the things that may lead to some frustration in driving, one of the things that may get you all hot and bothered is if you get lost. And there's new technology out there, and we're so excited. This is called Electrobit Navigation, and we have the president of the company in Germany, actually. We're from Hawaii to Germany. Good morning, Alexander. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Show.
4: Yeah, good afternoon here in Germany. Good morning to you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, It's 5 o'clock in the morning in Hawaii, and it's afternoon in Germany, but you guys have an exciting announcement out there at Electrobit.
4: Yeah, so we we recently just showed up in, in CES, As a car company doing, as a Tier 2 solution provider who is just doing software, it it sounds strange. But we are integrating technology to to help those guys, for example, with INRIX, um, where we integrate um, uh, information from the Internet uh, about traffic, about uh, weather conditions, and so on and so forth, into our navigation systems. And even more, we are not doing the navigation systems, also doing driver assistant functions, which we integrate uh, into, into uh, uh, control units into the car, for example, to um, uh, read traffic um, traffic signs that you reduce speed and even can then manage uh, uh, engine, engines in the car and so on and so forth. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff for, for the cars to make
0: it safer. And, and how cool is that? And I, I are you guys, you're working with which manufacturers?
4: So we are uh, primarily, our primary customers are the tier one suppliers who are doing then the boxes, but we have big uh, partnerships with big car manufacturers. Uh, we are doing, for example, a whole lot of stuff for the Ford uh, Sync uh, project, which is pretty well known in, in the States. We are working with General Motors, with uh, um, uh, Daimler, with uh, uh, Audi, with Audi, we even have a joint venture as a software company where we hold the majority. We are working with BMW uh, with Toyota, so we are basically a global acting company. so and the, working with the big names here.
0: Yeah, so the, the we had Ford on last week talking about this new cloud technology, which you know it enters into this whole thing we're talking about today to try to help people emotionally deal with their driving experience. And, and, and it's cool to know that you guys in Germany are doing this research because traffic leads to frustration. You know, being lost yeah. leads to frustration. All these things. Uh, Dr. James, can you see where uh, uh, these new integrated systems are going to help with road rage?
1: Definitely. Uh, I think people need to be trained uh, so that they can manage their traffic emotions. And there are lots of things that we can do.
0: And a lot of that, Doctor James, is self-talk, um, and 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 I love that with the way you kind of the, the play-by-play thing that you described, like you're calling the game. <laughs> and so, just picture yourself for a minute. You've got this state-of-the-art cloud system from Ford. It's it's navigating. You. It's telling you you got traffic. It's telling you the weather conditions. It's 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 got the mute music. Which, by the way, this new cloud thing it probably, when your heart rate goes up, you know, change the music to calm you down. But, but anyway, what are some of the things we should be saying to ourselves uh, while that's going on? Uh,
1: we need to stay calm, of course. Everybody kind of knows that, but that doesn't work. So we say to ourselves, stay calm, stay calm. It doesn't work. So we, go, we have to go further back. And we need to change, basically, our attitude towards what is driving and what towards the other drivers. In other words, instead of seeing driving as a competitive field um, where battle is going on and territoriality emotions are expressed and defended, instead of that kind of attitude towards uh, driving, which we all start with, so this is where we start to self-improve once we realize it, uh, let's think about it more realistically and truthfully, namely driving is a coordinated activity among many drivers. It's a teamwork. Uh, but it's because we rebel against that idea that we then want to drive independently. But as soon as we accept this idea, and philosophically we have to convince ourselves that it's true, then we start perceiving things differently. You know, Instead of saying, they made me mad when they did this, you can start saying, I make myself mad when they do this, and so on.
0: Wow. And, and, and Alexander there in Germany... Is there things that you guys have? have if and what a great contact to have there, Doctor James in Hawaii, from being on the show, show today, that will help in this new synced up technology that you're putting into those boxes there in Germany.
4: Yeah. So there's also uh, just to give the information. Then uh, from uh, just uh, take the the, the keyword car to car communication. Uh, this is for sure also from the technical perspective a teamwork where you get information via one car to the other uh, about the situation, traffic situation in France, so it makes no sense to rush when you know that there is an accident or even uh, an, uh, we have winter here. We just had snow in, in Munich uh, today. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> so whether there is a bad weather condition and this is just transferred from car to car, so it makes no sense to rush and ca- can immediately calm you down through uh, various uh, even facts um, uh, which are uh, trans- transported.
0: That's amazing stuff. Well, we so appreciate Electrobit navigation, what you guys are doing, and your connection with with all the technology that's going into this. Thank you so much for being with us, Alexander. God bless you.
4: Thank you very much. Uh, have fun. Bye-bye.
0: Bye bye. Well, we, we're going to move on. We we talked about acknowledge, but the second step and the three-step plan is to witness, and we talked a little bit about that, uh, Dr. James. Tell us some more about what The second step is this witnessing.
1: Yes. Witnessing requires monitoring, but um, monitoring your thoughts, monitoring your feelings, monitoring your traffic emotions. In other words, becoming conscious of what they are is very, very important. And unless you witness, uh, you don't know um, what you need to change about yourself. So, for instance, if you notice that uh, you... You you get emotionally upset when somebody is driving uh, in the left lane uh, below the speed limit or at speed limit. Um, That's what we call the left lane bandit. So when we encounter the left lane bandit, uh, we get extremely upset because it forces us to get around to do dangerous maneuvers and then. You know uh, the one that, that,
0: since you're on the subject, I got to tell you the one that really just gets under my skin, Doctor James. And I know, and maybe you can tell me what I do. The one that gets me is. Here's a sign that says merge left up ahead, you know, two miles. And so all these people get in the right lane and they fly. And I'm stuck over here in the left lane. I followed the sign and these people are all getting in ahead of me. And it is so frustrating. <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm eating my steering wheel watching this event. What, what do I do? <laughs> it's teamwork.
1: <laughs> yes, I tell you, uh, that's one of the most difficult situations. You picked it right off, and my students and I, we, we study it, we discuss it. Generally, it's it's a merging issue, and there are two uh, methods of merging, what they call early merging and late merging. And no, uh, the uh, under some circumstances, early merging is necessary, but under most circumstances, late merging is better. So in other words, um, if you... Uh, go into the uh, traveling lane uh, that's slowing down because everybody's doing it at multiple points of entry. So if the right lane is blocked and everybody's going over, let's say, to the left lane, uh, then the right lane quickly uh, empties and then comes along uh, other drivers who are behind and they can't even get into uh, the left lane because it's it's
4: uh,
1: gridlocked there. So they just go ahead and that those are the cars that you see uh whipping by by you and uh, i've experienced the emotions of doing it both ways and it, i'm just like you uh, or was at that time namely uh, I, there i sat chewing up my wheel thinking <laughs> how stupid why, why don't i just go that way i mean why don't i just use that lane and so on there was such a temptation but now the truth is that uh, if drivers learn how to do this as a team then everything works out fine namely uh, Both lanes should be completely filled, and that eases the backup on one of the lanes. Otherwise, you double the backup on one of the lanes. Multiple entries, Each car decides where to go in, slows everybody down, and a stop behind you. So it's completely inefficient. We should all allow ourselves to fill both lanes and do what we call late merging. And then when we come at the end where the cones are, we need to be polite and civil and do alternating entries so that the left lane and the right lane alternate, and instead of making that a very dangerous point.
0: There you go. I I actually had a guest on one time, uh, Dr. James, that said you should always leave in that situation, whichever side you're in, always leave, you know, four or five car lengths ahead of you to be, you know, just wide open. And just what you're doing will speed the traffic jam up because gridlock is what the problem is. And it helps to go in with the idea that, hey, this is my chance. And I love the scripture you use. This is my chance to be the good Samaritan. I'm coming up with a situation a lot of people are going to be hurt in this engagement but somebody can come along and be the hero and open up the gridlock.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I think people uh, are afraid to use that empty lane just because they know what the other drivers are going to think as they go by. I know my wife is like that. She told me and uh, many students told me that too. Um, and so It provides an impossible dilemma, which is why we all feel so bad. So that's why I think as a practice, as a society, they should teach us. Also, um, uh, the officers should not uh, instruct people, merge as soon as you can, because that instruction I think is very, very bad, because that's what leads to this gridlock in one lane and backing up while the other lane is completely empty. So I think people should be told, merge at the end.
0: Right. In fact, I read studies where they said that you can tell this is really bugs me, <laughs> but I read studies where they said that if they shorten the distance to half a mile, you know, if they start off, you know, left, late, ahead, four miles, that's when they, then the, then they get the backup at four miles back. But if they, if they say merge in, you know, a quarter of a mile, then they only get the merge. They only get the backup at the quarter mile because people are abusing both lanes. And so yeah. that, 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 that makes absolutely good sense. But Part of love with the self speak that you use and the, uh, that I love, and I that we may be getting into the M to modify is to come into this saying, How can I demonstrate what uh, you know a Christian spirit in this circumstance that I know usually makes me want to eat my steering wheel?
1: <laughs> yes. My trick was to just imagine that the Lord is my passenger sitting right there next to me or an angel. And so I was ashamed to do the wrong thing for a long time. Or if I did, I was instantly repentant and tried to do the right thing. But it helps. It helps to pray. It helps to to, uh, remember that the Lord is looking down on you with, with all the angels at what you think and what you do.
0: Wow, just a wonderful conversation today with Dr. Leon James. He's the author of the book Road Rage and Aggressive Driving. You can get that at Amazon. But also we got Jerry here. We're going to hear from a body shop's perspective coming up in this last segment. But we need to hear from you. Give us a call. What's your question about these road ragers? 866-348-7884.
3: And
5: I'm running far from home Remind me who I am When I can't receive your love Afraid I'll never be enough
0: Remind me who I am Wow, what a great song. Amazing. Way to look at what can we do for, against, and all those things with Road Rage. We are so blessed. I really can't tell you how honored I've been to have Dr. Leon James, he is known as Dr. Driving there at the University of Hawaii. He has dedicated a great that looks like about the last three decades of his life to this issue. And what resources are available all there at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as his book, uh, Road Rage and Aggressive Driving by Leon, Dr. Leon James. But we have Patricia in Holly Springs who's got a question for us, Dr. Driving. Patricia, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning.
5: Yes, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. I just have a quick three points, but I want to make my confession, first of all. (laughs) I'm with you. My confession is that just the other day I noticed that when I'm behind the car and they're driving slow, I get angry, and then I'll zoom around it. But then when I decide that I'm going to obey the law and drive the speed limit, and someone comes up behind me and wants me to go faster, and I'll just get an attitude, go around me if you want to. You know, it's like, it's okay for me to do it.
0: I'm I'm with you.
5: When I'm behind somebody else, it makes me mad. So that just came to me very clearly. But the point that I want to make is, first of all, um, I had to make a decision to leave home early enough so that I won't be all stressed out about driving fast and getting to my job late. So I made a conscious decision to get up on time so I won't be flying down the road. Okay, then the next thing that came to me was, when you send me at a stop sign, and, and look down the road and see all these long line of cars, you think, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be sitting here for hours. But actually, I've timed it. It only takes anywhere from five to six minutes most times that you'll have a clear spot to get through or across the road or whatever. Because, But the long line intimidates you, so you think you're going to be sitting there, but it's only right. a short time. Now, if you do that and, or if you fail to do that and just pull out there and have an accident, you would have given up five minutes for maybe an hour or two, because if you have an accident,
0: first of all, there may be
5: loss of lives. You're right. That's a great, great point, Patricia. The weather might be cold. The car may be stalled. Oh, yeah. You're you're taking your life on the line. And and what what was your your third one? Uh, The third one is, um, yeah, okay. I love allowing people in front of me because God always allows me to get out in front of people. He's like, I know, I don't have to be worried. I know that someone's going to allow me to get in front of them because I do it all the time. I love it.
0: How cool is that? Well, I know Dr. James, what, what would you have to say to Patricia?
1: Well, uh, I know the show is coming to an end, so I don't really have to say the last step, what is to modify, because Patricia clearly has discovered it on her own, and uh, what she has presented to us is a very good model for us to follow, to become more aware uh, more aware of our thoughts and, and emotions, and to reason ourselves out of illogic.
0: There you go. Well, God bless you, Patricia. I appreciate you so much. I thank you for calling in. Now, I, I have to... To share this one little story that, that I got at your website, Dr. Driving, I, it was really cool. She was, a lady wrote you, said that she was driving the speed limit the person next to her was driving the speed limit, but there were cars piling up behind her. So she went over the speed limit in the right lane to let the other cars through, thus being the Good Samaritan, yet lawbreaker. And I'm, I'm very interested in your comment about that, which I thought was very excellent, by the way.
1: Yes, the research... I don't remember the specific case, but uh, research shows that uh, the safest way to travel in traffic is by convoy. And the danger in speeding comes from the person who's on their own. And so if you speed up a little and you're going along with the flow of the traffic, you're being safe. Now, I know that legally, officially, and and I you know, I don't completely agree with that approach that if people go over two, three miles, they can get a ticket. Uh, in some states, it varies, and they allow a leeway of seven miles. But the point is that sticking to exactly to that speed limit may not be rational in, in many situations.
0: Right. When you know you're upsetting people and people are pulling up, you know, you, so for this lady to speed up in that incident, she was, she was being the Good Samaritan. And I would agree that, you know, she, that's a way to stay out of road rages. you can see things ahead. And, and, and Jerry, we haven't given you much time at all, but we're (laughs) going to give you the last couple minutes here to share something that that may be on your heart. It's just,
2: I mean, hearing all of this is so important just to stay cool and stay calm and to realize I love Dr. James. One thing he said, he imagines that Jesus Christ is riding with him. If you do that, you'll certainly take a different
0: attitude, (laughs) especially if you're talking out loud, your thoughts. Kind of a scary thing. But anyway, there's all these resources at ChristianCarGuy.com. Don't forget, go there, check it out. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. That's amazing stuff. And remember, AWM, acknowledge that you got a problem. Witness the behavior, then modify it. Do something about it. God bless you, and thank you, Dr. James. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.